Yeah, but sometimes I need that baby food. Sometimes shove that 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 slimy cold pea stuff in my mouth because it tastes good, right? Literally nobody has ever said, "All right, Porky's too." The next day. Yeah, you'll run or you are not. My Amish brain just could not quite grasp. <laughs> Don't worry about that. It's not an intelligence test. It's a stupid movie. We're into a full-fledged pumpkin patch here. It was the outer space of my childhood, where you could go outside and be okay as long as you held your breath. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net brought to you by mastoiditis. When fever and stomach bug get boring, go for an infection of air cells in the skull. Because why the hell not? I'm Eric Morner. Mm, I'm Eugene Weaver. And that's what I've been dealing with for the last two weeks. So yeah. Two weeks, literally, and that is... That's... Ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Parenthood. If, if your kid's ear ever starts just jutting out and he has headaches for, like, three days, uh, go ask about mastoiditis. And if you want to know more about it, look it up on Wikipedia and be horrified, because, oh my god, it's horrible. Uh, okay. Poor kid. Oh. Yeah. You're like, all right. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that sucks. I was legitimately concerned. Like it was like I know I'm uh, legitimately saying that because the emergency room was like, uh, we don't know. Doctors, uh, uh I don't know. And then we found, you know, one doctor was like, oh, I know exactly what that is, without a shadow of a doubt. I actually w- wish my student was with me today so he could see how clearly a case of this this is. Oh man, so. Like you were in your town, like it was one of those yep. doctors, or did you have to? Okay, I wasn't sure if you had to travel far and wide. No, to... it wasn't about going to a specialist or something. It was just a, about going to our family doctor instead of the emergency room doctor. In the emergency room, they're they're trying to stop you from dying. Gotcha. Yes. Hence the spinal tap that I had to hold my four year old down to receive at two o'clock in the morning. It was one of the worst moments of my life. Okay, let's. Uh, what do you talk movies? About? Yeah, hey, fun. <laughs> Please, anything but that. Okay, I'm back to uh, Kilbegan. Uh, it's a traditional Irish whiskey, or so it says. Um, and it is distilled and matured and bottled in Ireland, not uh, in Kentucky or whatever. Um, Saint yeah, Louis. it's it's tasty. It's um, right in line with you know like a bit uh, a bit lesser than a cutty. Uh, so I mean it's 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 not cheap cheap swag, but it still gets the job done. Cool. Well, I took a short foray into I don't know what it was. It was like fifteen bucks a handle. One of those where it's just like eh, let's mm-hmm. give it a shot. And it was eight miles something, or I don't even remember what it was called. It was garbage. It was bourbon. I didn't. Ooh. I thought it was gonna be whiskey, and it's bourbon. And my bourbon days are kind of behind me at yeah. this point. And I still have a couple pints of it up there, but that's just gonna be held back for uh, desperation and or Dr Pepper. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but this or week, both, yeah. I'm uh, I'm back on louder louders. Mm-hmm. Product of Scotland, and yeah. it's. Quite tasty. Yeah. You know, Louders could almost be like um, an unofficial sponsor because <laughs> that's kind of our fall back to like if we want a good cheap kind, you know, Louders, that's maybe Clam yeah, McGregor, Ivor House. Yep, that's they're it. all in line there. The uh, the tasty bottom shelf stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the safe picks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to move on to the roulette? Let's do it. Where we dive into the ocean of our 
Netflix and personal Blu-ray collections this week to uh, find those gems in the rough and tell you them uh, tell you about them. And last episode it was embers up against rats. I can't wait for my turn, but you <laughs> get to go first. So please tell okay. me about rats. Okay, uh, it's a documentary, so it's not going to be as fun to review. Uh, those really awful, shitty movies are sometimes so much fun to review because you can eviscerate them. And this one here is a documentary about rats all over planet Earth by Morgan Spurlock, the director of Supersize Me and Where in the World is Osama Bin Laden. He, I, I do like his his documentaries. They're... I don't want to compare him to uh, Michael Moore because Michael Moore is obviously very political, but it's it's similar in that he tries to put in funny bits and just make make his documentaries a little bit different than the standard issue documentary. And this is no exception. This one here is very much almost to a fault, not almost to a fault, played up as a horror movie with complete with jump scares, scary music. And yes, I get rats are gross. They are. Um, but after a while, I'm like, it's just nothing but scary music. I'm like, come on. Having said that, it's, it's, it is gross, especially the New York City stuff and how rats are just infiltrating New York City. And, you know, you go buy a garbage bag and you just kind of kick it and rats just kind of pour out. It's, it's gross. Um, now, this is one where Morgan Spurlock was actually not in the documentary. This was pretty much a straight up, like, interviewing people, and he's off camera. So, usually in his movies, he is in front of the camera doing his thing. And this one here, he's not. Uh, but, like I said, very much a horror documentary, I guess, kind of. I kind of um, figured you would enjoy that more. I did. I Actually, at first, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. But after a while, I'm like, okay, seeing the same thing. And here's what really took me out of the movie. And this is not... A fault of the movie itself. I believe that this is a fault of Netflix. Is uh, we go to India and um, an Asian country, and there's no subtitles for those parts. So they're speaking in their own native language to the camera about how they capture and kill or get rid of rats. And we, I'm like, I'm just going by what I'm seeing on screen because like, there's no subtitles for this. You couldn't turn and any on. No, it's, I they were on no subtitles. And then I went and I did a little research, and other people were complaining about the same thing. Which literally, that's like a good 20 minutes of the movie is in these two different countries that I'm like, I I'm I'm just assuming I know what's going on because you're just watching how they're catching these rats. Right. But it's it's actually really interesting because it's a little bit more primitive in how they do it. Versus over here in the States. And so I'm like, ah, oh, this seems like this would be almost a little bit more interesting, but I don't know what they're saying and how they're going about it. Um, but having said that, it is definitely worth a watch. It's not a great documentary, but it's a good documentary for what it is. I think I would have liked it more had they toned down the creepy music a little bit and subtitles for the yeah, non-English speaking, please. Um, so there you go. It's a, it's a mild recommendation. Cool. Well, I'll probably hold off on pushing play then until I can maybe send Netflix an email or give them another couple weeks to get that sorted out. I've run into that problem before with other Netflix movies, and what are you going to do? Things are going to happen yeah. like that. Yeah, and I, honestly, I'm sure that they... I would be surprised if they wouldn't fix that at some point. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So. Okay, right. over on my side, we have Embers, and I'm going to review this movie two times. Uh, first, I'll give you my review of it. Uh, people struggle in a post-apocalyptic world where no one can make new memories. And this film basically ha 
it's it definitely feels like a independent film, a low budget kind of indie thing, shot in a lot of bombed out buildings with uh, as much garbage laying around the streets as in street trash, and kind of follows four different storylines of four different people or couples or whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah, they just go around uh, day to day. Every day they wake up and they've got no memory. I mean they. Oh boy. Oh they boy. go to do things and uh, well, we'll remember each other tomorrow, right? Sure we will. And then they wake up tomorrow and it's like, who are you? I don't know. Well, hang on. I'm, I'll go find us some food. And then they wander off and ten minutes later they forgot what they were doing and they just keep going. And this goes hmm. on and on and on and on. So, uh, I'm going to give this movie a thumbs down. I didn't care for it. The technical merits were all fine. I just, I, I, I get it. I I get it, okay? You're trying to be a metaphor for any number of things that these yeah. kinds of movies are. Americans' <laughs> short attention spans or uh, uh, lo- true love finding its way when it's meant to be between two people or <sighs> some people are just terrible inside and the ragey rapist and want to fight. I get it. I get it. I understand what you're doing. I just didn't care for it. It was not entertaining and it was not for me. Uh, okay, now I'm going to review this movie again uh, via my good friend Eugene Weaver. This mm. movie was nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> 90 minutes of nothing. <laughs> uh, pretentious, stupid, uh, one star for Shotwell. That would be Eugene's review. I could just, <laughs> I could hear it. I'll, I'll probably give it like three out of ten. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, thanks. Uh, it just was not for me. Okay, that's great. <sighs> and that's all I have to say about Embers. Now, to kick off the roulette for the new year, we were digging around in Netflix and coming up short uh, because they, they everyone's allowed to have their off months. They're not going to constantly be churning out everything awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff to watch. I have 400 things in my queue, but not stuff to kick for the roulette. There stuff that I felt really good about doing. And we had exchanged Blu-rays in the meantime, just by happenstance. And we're like, hey, why don't we just make these Blu-rays count as our roulettes? And we'll sell them to each other this round, and then we'll watch them. And uh, that's what we decided to do. And then, of course, it's now (laughs) into January. And January 1st, Netflix new releases came out. And it was like, oh, there's tons of stuff I could throw you now. (laughs) Yeah. But that's okay. Let's stick with the Blu-ray thing. Yeah, it'll be good for kind of a change of pace for a little bit. Um, yeah, let's kick off the new year. We've been eating a lot of plenty of shit. I'd say we kick off the new year with uh, some Blu-rays. So go ahead and yep. sell me on yours, and then I'll sell you on mine. Okay, so uh, this is one that I had reviewed already on our show. Uh, this is uh, 1973's Count Dracula's Great Love. Dun dun dun. Uh, directed by Javier Ar. Ar- something um so yeah it's four women go to spend the night at an old deserted uh castle and there's an evil count vampire thing going on and um yeah i thought this was a solid old school hammer-esque type movie with uh nice heapings of sleaze and fake gore and atmosphere and it's it's very much of its time and i i enjoyed it for what it was and i think that you're going to probably get a kick out of it especially if you do like that hammer style it's very much in that style but a little bit more um a little bit more 
exploitative, I guess. Cool. So, there you go. I and look, it's a Blu-ray, and it looks really good, too. I look forward to watching it. And for you, I, this is one I've been telling you about for a while, and I've reviewed it on the show. Uh, the Drop. This is just mm-hmm. from a couple years ago. Starring Tom Hardy, Nomi Rapace, and James Gandolfini. In his final film appearance, he died one month after shooting had wrapped on The Drop. Uh, Bob Saganowski finds himself at the center of a robbery gone awry and entwined in an investigation that digs deep into the neighborhood's past where friends, families, and foes all work together to make a living no matter the cost. And I'll, t- I'll give you a little more info but because from the trailer. He's kind of... Uh, Tom Hardy is Bob, and he's a bartender. This bar in New York, and it's just a small dive bar, but it's like a front for... It's a mob drop place where they drop payments and stuff. And it okay. gets it gets robbed. So you got the mob coming after you. It's n- not pretty. And I would say this is a... a I really struggle. I would say that's probably an A-minus movie that I kind of knocked down to a B-plus because it's not one that I would rewatch often. That's the only okay. reason I, I put it down there. Uh, Tom Hardy gives an A-plus-plus performance, Oscar-worthy in my opinion, because for two-thirds of the movie, I didn't know what he was doing. I couldn't tell if he was just, like, maybe a little autistic or a little simple or something like that. And then okay. you And then you get to the third act, and you realize, no, he's just kind of quiet. Maybe I mean, there might be a little autistic thing in there, but he's just kind of quiet. And that third act is like, ho, 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 like it, he steals a scene so hard, it's like give him the Oscar, just give him an Oscar, please, because that was so badass. Then the third, hang with it because it's the okay. th- it's the third act that makes the movie. First two, it's all good, and you're like okay, but you know, and then that third act scene, you're just like, okay, holy shit, that rocked, and the kind of thing where you like think about it for a couple of days. Nice. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. He is, he, his name attached to a movie generally, and even James Gandolfini for the most part. That, that's actually a really good cast. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. That, that did get a theatrical release? Yes, made about okay. $10 million. It was just a small, okay. well, I don't think it was a very big release. One of those okay. January, February or things, I think, something like that. Gotcha. But at any rate, it was like a blind buy Blu-ray, and I was like, that was, that was definitely staying in the collection. That was cool. Nice. There you All have right. it. Next round, it will be the drop against Dracula's Great Love. Yeah, I'm guessing that we're we're gonna have fairly safe reviews of these. I can't. That just sounds good. I can't imagine I'm not gonna like it. And I'm guessing that my movie, you're gonna at least derive some enjoyment out of it for the shooting style, like when it was made, and just that whole. Yeah. I'll give you a little tease. I'll, I'll be completely honest. You already know this. I had already hit play on this movie before mm-hmm. before we had started, or before we made the decision that this should be the roulettes. And I'm maybe, I don't even know, 15 minutes into it, but there's a little opening scene, and a guy gets a big knife in his head, and he falls down some stairs towards the camera. And then it says, Dracula's Great Love, and rolls all the credits, as they do in the beginning of the movies back then. You roll all the credits in the beginning. And instead of having anything else, they just have this guy fall down the steps about five different times. Like, he just... (laughs) <laughs> and then they just keep the credits going, and then he's at the top of the stairs again, and then he rolls down again. And they did it about five times, at least. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Welcome to cheap Italian oh. 70s cinema. <laughs> so far, I am in. But I pushed stop on it until I could hear your thoughts on it again, and uh, I look forward to watching it probably tomorrow. 
Actually, now that I I, I don't want to say Spanish or uh, I don't want to say Italian, I think this is a Spanish production. So mm-hmm. it's what to either, clarify that you see. Either way, not America. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to our next segment. Which, since it's the first episode of the year, we like to do our year-end roulette wrap-up before 2016. Or we just tell you what was the best and worst, and or uh, you know, rank them, rate them a little bit of the shovelfuls of films that we've endured. Uh, you get to go first. I, I have this organized like I got some honorable mentions and then best and worst. What do you have? Yeah, hmm. like that. Uh, well, I I mainly did the the best and the uh, worst. Now my like down at the bottom are the. I don't want to say they're honorable mentions, but it, it almost like they gets better and better as it goes for me. So I have 10 on each. So that's kind of what, what I did. So honorable mentions, I don't really have any. Okay. Let me run down mine real quick. Okay. Uh, the way I organized mine was I went down and, and I looked at our whole year of roulettes of the ones that I had. And I, okay, these are the ones that I highlighted as these are thumbs up, good movies. I will watch again, probably buy. That made the list of best. The worst were the ones that were so painful, like we have to warn people. There yeah. was a whole slew of mediocrity, as is to be expected with this game. And those yeah. just don't even get a mention. You're just kind of in the middle ground. These honorable mentions were the ones that I give a thumbs up to, but not ones you're going to run to watch again anytime soon. Uh, LFO the movie. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon 2. Rekill. Remember that with the zombies? Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Jackrabbit. That was a sci-fi thing. Definitely worth a watch. Welcome to Lath. Documentary. Good movie, but depressing. Uh, The Do-Over, the Netflix Adam Sandler thing. I thought that was definitely worth a watch. Uh, The Irish Pub, which was about a documentary about Irish pubs. Holidays was that anthology thing. The Wave was definitely worth a watch. To Be Takai. Takai, another one. Worth a watch. Probably won't revisit. And Into the Inferno. Uh, was also quite good. That one is not impossible I'd revisit, but best, eh, honorable mention for you. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to do best or worst first? Uh, let's get the worst taken care of. Okay. We'll end on a high note. Yeah. Uh, how, you have ten? Yes, I do. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, no, actually, for the worst, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, I have eight as well, so kick it off. What, what's number eight for you? Number eight for me is three, the ritual. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, which is I, I you're gonna there's there's gonna be a an ongoing general theme for a lot of these where it's a slickly shot piece of crap. Uh, this is no exception. It's like oh, you, you got good cameras and you put a cool filter on it and it makes no sense and it goes on too long and it sucked. I hated it. Uh. Number eight for me is The Ones Below. All things pregnancy and babies and crying and shitty neighbors. and yeah. Yep. Number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barkley Marathons. Mm. That was the one where people run around in the woods and fall down and get back up and run around in circles. Yeah. And I hated it. <laughs> hated it. <sighs> Number seven for me is Dementia, where a guy has dementia <laughs> and a nurse comes in and it, none of it makes any logical sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, next up for me is another documentary, surprisingly, because usually documentaries are safe picks, but this one here, no, not so much. Skyline, where 
uh, they talk about building the oh the, the bridge to up. the moon or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's like no, nope, nope. This actually felt like a a promotional piece of we're trying to raise money. Actually, so maybe guys. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. number six for me is River, um, where. Keeper Sutherland's son tries to escape from some foreign country because he accidentally killed a guy that was trying to rape somebody and... Oh, yes. Went on and on and on and on and I didn't care. Okay, next up for me is The Trust. Nicholas Cage rears his ugly head. <laughs> for the first time? or <laughs> for, the, for, for the first time. Uh, this one here is him and a very embarrassed Elijah Wood doing really stupid things to rob something, and I hated this. Okay. Number five for me is Avalanche Sharks, which somehow had better acting than The Trust, and yet still is number five on my list. Yeah, I actually watched that one. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. CGI Sharks are better than Nick Cage. Carry on. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Actually, you know what? Now that I'm looking at my list here, this one, this next one here needs to be higher on my list. So let's just, I'm going to, because that one, that one there is a real piece of shit. So I'm going to hold off on that one until later. Uh, next up is Necrophobia 3D. The, that thing. I, I remember. Where, yeah. 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 Awful. <laughs> something happens. Speaking of things that happened, uh, number four for me is Meet the Firm, which actually was a part three of something that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, people go places and do things, and it was incomprehensible to me. Not because it was part three, because it was just god awful filmmaking. Yep. <laughs> Number three. Uh, three is <laughs> pay the ghost. <laughs> Nick Cage again. <laughs> yep. This time he pays a ghost. Back to you. And uh, number three for me <laughs> is Paradox Alice, where a dude werewolf transforms into a girl, and then they all. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Pregnant pregnancy again. Yeah. Number two for and spe- you. Speaking of wolves, Nightwolf is number two. <laughs> That's the uh, voodoo thing that I watched with uh, Tom Felton collecting oh, a paycheck. That's with, right. I do remember that. With a bunch of really awfulness, and I hated that movie. <laughs> hated it, especially that one, especially because there was some sort of a budget behind that thing, and it was just atrocious. Number two for me is Wrecker, and if you want to know my thoughts on that movie, you can go listen to our commentary track that we did for it, because it is awful. That was where they just drove back and forth on a road? Yeah, that was the remake of uh, Duel. Duel. Yes. (laughs) So now we're down to number one, the worst. The worst roulette of 2016. Yep. Oh, and that's an easy, now that I look at my list, that's easy. They look like people. Remember that one? Mm, um, barely. No. Yeah, that's that's the emo-y, hipstery people that stand around glumly talking about nothing. Oh, and bump then into they each joke. other with pillows and stuff. Is that what? Uh, and they there's jokiness. Blumping. And, was this blumping or something? I think. Yeah, I just remember that supposedly there's the people are not real, really people, and they're I I loathed that piece of shit. I hated it. Hated it. Okay. Number one, that was the worst. <laughs> as easy as The Chosen was, easily the worst of last year for me, number one was so easy this year. I know what it is. Kill or be killed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the Western that is just awful. Just awful. <laughs> it's a horror movie, right? No. No. It's, <laughs> the last 
three minutes maybe, but it was just god-awful. Okay, uh, enough of that garbage. Let's talk about the, the gems that we found this year. That yes. would be the that's the better place to go. I like to put a positive spin on this instead of crapping on people's supposed yeah, art. <sighs> now for this one here, I'm, I'm going to tell you I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. I actually have ten for this one. Okay, well you can go until you're done. Ten, nine, eight. I okay, okay. So my number ten was Siege on Jedetville. That was the Netflix original. Thought that was a very, very well-made movie. That that one there is borderline honorable mention, but it is definitely good enough where mm-hmm. it, it falls onto a number 10. That's an easy recommendation. You should check it out. I, it's staying in the queue. Yeah. Um, and then the next one is uh, uh, The Invitation. Oh, yeah, that was a roulette, no doubt. Yeah. And I I did enjoy that one. I, I You know, honestly, like after, I remember right after I finished that movie, I'm like, yeah, but I kept on thinking about it, and I like that when a couple of days later I'm still thinking about a movie, and that one, that one there did it uh, mainly because of that last act. I really dug the last act, so I that that was definitely gets a thumbs up. Yeah, I didn't like it quite as much as you, but I still enjoyed it. It's the that closing scene is it makes it worth the ticket price, but probably just once for me. Gotcha. Number eight. Okay, number eight for me is another Netflix original, and that is Mercy. That's the home invasion movie. Ah, oh, I, yeah, I, hmm. With the two, with the brothers getting together. Um, yeah, I remember. Of, I just, I, hmm. I dug, I dug that movie, and that's an, that's another one. When it was done, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty good. And then I kept on thinking about it. I'm like, God, you know what? They took a, they took a fairly standard issue plot line and they tried to make it a little bit different and which did work and it was much more of a family drama that turns into something else and I I dug it. I thought that was a good movie. I was surprised by that one. Cool. I'll make sure that that's still in my queue. I I, I mean, I remember thinking you liked it, but I didn't think you were like gung-ho on it. That's why no, this well, year-end is so important. It's, it it is. gives you a chance to look back and go, you know what, that actually was a good movie. Yeah. Why and I, still looking at the, the, I still want the Oscars to be put off for five years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the, what's cool is that, that um, this just shows like the rest of the, the complete mediocrity out there that, that we reviewed. These are the best. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> this is by no means is this a gem in the rough. It's just a good movie. Yeah. I know. It's just a solid thumbs up. That was your yeah. number eight was Mercy? Yep. Yep. Okay, number eight for me is Gaspar Noy's Love. Mm. Uh, one that I still think you need to watch. Um, it's a good movie. I've thought about it quite a bit. The more I think about it, the more I want to give it a thumbs up. It, uh, in the same way that... Uh, oh boy, now I'm having trouble drawing names here. I want to say the other sex movie that came out that year, but maybe it wasn't the same year. Um, oh, Lars von Trier. Yeah, Nymphomaniac. Nymphomaniac. Yeah, okay. The same way that I said Nymphomaniac, in a weird way, is von Trier's most accessible film because it's still like hardcore NC 17, whatever. Yeah. I would say the same thing almost about Gaspar Noy's Love. It It is somehow less horrifying just because it's sex. It's yeah. not extreme weirdness that is what usually populates his other films where an average moviegoer or even someone who's just becoming an adventurous moviegoer would be completely, what? Yeah. Um, it, so it is accessible. And I think that you should give it a shot. It can be frustrating at times, but 
Um, if you know his work, then I think that you would you would dig it. Excellent. Okay, uh, number eight for number seven for me is uh, actually one that I just reviewed. I am not a serial killer. That Billy Boyd movie uh, with uh, Christopher Lloyd. I thought that this was a very good movie, part, partially because it was shot on 16mm film, and I, I, it was just a very well-made well-made horror drama. I thought it was a good movie. Definitely one to check out sometime. Cool. Number uh, Definitely staying in the list. Number mm-hmm. seven for me, and now rewatchability comes into play and rears uh-huh. its head. That's, that's where the rest of my list goes, because you're going to be like, some of these movies ahead are not as higher quality is maybe the ones below, but there's a definite more of a chance that I will be rewatching them. Number seven is High Rise, mm. the Ben Wheatley film. Quite enjoyed it. Very well made. Little too long. Very fucking weird. <laughs> yep. But definitely worth taking a, a look at. Number six. Number six for me. This is where it's going to start to get difficult uh because even just looking at my list, because I ranked them all the way to number one, it's like, ooh, boy, that was that was good enough. I'm like, should that be down that low on the list? But um, number six for me is Jerusalem. Oh wow! I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I I was maybe it was because my expectations were so incredibly low uh, that I I that's one that I will. It's easily going to be rewatched by me at some point. That was just a cool take on the found footage. They found a way to make it still interesting, and they had some of those creatures were really cool looking. I dug that movie. Yeah, it was all right. I, I, I liked it well enough, but that was probably a one and done for me. Yeah. Uh, where are we at? Number six. <laughs> Number six for me is The Naked Prey. Oh, that <laughs> it was one. That old uh, yep. 60s, 70s movie where they cut a guy loose in a loincloth and he, they try and chase after him and kill him for 90 minutes. And it's. It's great, and I'll definitely be watching that one again. If I came across that on Blu-ray or DVD, I'd definitely snatch it up. That was a fun kind of chase movie. And you awesome. Should, you should definitely check it out. That's a Criterion. I believe Criterion released that one on Blu-ray. Really? Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it means good luck getting it for under, you know, 30 bucks. 30 bucks, yep. Okay. Number five. Five for me is, and there's two... Uh, similar sounding movies as far as titles go, but and I watched them both roulettes, but this is the good one. And that is, the other one was okay, but uh, this one here was the the good one, uh, and that is The Hallow. I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, the H-A-L-L-O, The Hallow, not The Hollow. The, the hollow one where the was... beasties are chasing after the newborn. Yes, that was a cool movie. Cool yes. creatures. Uh, it could have gone a little bit more crazy than it did, but it was still very solid Netflix roulette pick. And that's that's another one that, like you said, I'll, I'll definitely be revisiting that one at some point. Definitely. I did enjoy that movie, but it was, again, kind of a one and done for me. Or maybe one that I, ten years down the road, I'll be like, wasn't that good? And then I'll check it out again or something. You know, but that's about yeah. it. Okay. Gotcha. Did you did you ever, no, you never watched The Hollow then, did you? That I, was the, you gave that one a bad review, right? It was okay. It was like that, that was one. If I remember correctly, it was shot very, very well, and it almost seemed like that was a sci-fi original. And I remember watching it, thinking, "Boy, this there's a budget behind this thing. Like this thing looks really, really good." And it's not just slickly shot HD camera. It's like, no, there's money thrown at this thing. But the, I remember there's a lot of girls, teenage girls, screaming and uh, <laughs> almost like a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. 
Okay, number five for me is Last Passenger, just from a few weeks ago. Uh, mm. Guy on a train that gets hijacked, and I still think you should check this one out. I think this would be a really rock-solid wife movie for you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of uh, silliness at the very end, which me and Steve were talking about online, being a little vague about. Just some dumb crap. Hap- uh, some dumb- I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Almost did. Some dumb stuff happens that no human would ever survive, but you just kind of roll. Like, all right, whatever. Yeah. That's fine. It, it's, it was a surprisingly fun, kind of little uh, contained action movie. Good. Good. Okay, next up is Level Up. I'm just kidding. It is not Level <laughs> Up. That was not good. I just that that reminded me of a yeah. I was like, wait, not, what happened? No, that was that was barely. Not let's barely be yet. evil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope. Let's not. Um, okay. Next up for me is uh, Standoff with Lawrence Fishburne. That was a great movie. Was that this year? Oh, yeah. You know what? That came across the. I saw that on the list, but I was like, ah, that was not my roulette. So that I could mine. I, that would have definitely made my top ten, probably my top five. Yeah, that was a solid movie. Uh, one that uh, I remember when I was watching it, thinking this could have played in the theaters and been a a solid theatrical movie. I don't know if it would have sold in theaters too well. No, it, I don't think it would. Have. But it would have been one where the quality of it, the quality of filmmaking mm-hmm. and acting, definitely warranted a theatrical experience if it would have got that release but sure okay and now with number four that's kind of where i draw the line on my list everything below this i'd pick up on a dvd everything above this is blu-ray worthy for me yeah number four kickboxer vengeance Uh, oh man i i gotta check this out you need to watch it (laughs) it lives up to the hype i'm i've still been thinking about it and that's stupid it's a remake (laughs) Of kickboxer. Of kickboxer, but I can't help it. I, I can't help... What what kills me the most is that when I picked it off the roulette, I said, well, ha ha ha, if there's not a dance scene, it's getting a thumbs down. And then they delivered. I was like, I, I can't... I love this. I love this. It's amazing. And you will too. I can't wait yep. for you to watch it. Oh, I'm going to. That is easily... That's like one of my top of the list on uh, on Netflix. But as you said... Uh, we have so many movies on our on our Netflix list that it's hard to get to them all. Yep. Number so. three. Three for me is the French remake, Rabid Dogs. Oh, nice. You never got to see this then, did you? No, but it's high on my queue. Like, that's one okay. where it's like, I should start that. And I'm like, eh, I got shittier movies to watch. Yeah, this is a... Man, for remakes, this is a good movie. And I, uh, you can go back and find that that review of it. Uh, but I like the fact that, yes, it is a remake of an Italian Mario Bava movie, but it is very much a French movie, but in a good, in a good way. Like it's, they take the best parts of what made Rabbit Dogs, the original so good, and they did it their own way. And it really, really works. And I was and I actually, now, now I'm talking about it. I can't wait to watch that one again. Definitely. We're going to be rewatching that one here probably pretty soon, actually. Nice. Uh, number three for me is a Netflix original film, Rebirth. Do you remember this one? Yes. Oh, yeah. That was a good movie. It's a damn good movie. The only yeah, thing that, that holds crazy. me back on this one is a little bit is rewatchability. Once you know that M. Night problem. 
once you know or you're ready to head mm -hmm. back in. But then I think about those end credits where they kept talking through the end credits. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? That was awesome. I give this movie high marks. This was easily in the top three of the roulettes this year. Awesome. Okay, well, now we're down to the last two, aren't we? Yep. Okay, this was actually very tough for me, uh, but I I have to go with uh, a documentary. This 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 is so close to being number one. Uh, and that is the farm life on. Oh wow, Angola yeah. prison. Yeah, that was a great documentary, and part of it is because it looks like it's shot on VHS. Um, but this movie was made a long time ago, and it's still incredibly relevant today in what's going on with privatized prisons, prison systems and the people that uh, it, it, it's harrowing watching that movie and seeing it like how long, how long ago that was made and seeing how desperate these people are. That is a fantastic documentary uh, and not, not a normal type documentary because it was, it's shot so low grade, I guess it makes it seem almost more real. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just like, here's a couple dudes with VHS video cameras and they made this thing and it works and it's very, very powerful. I remember choking up on a couple different parts of that movie. Well, I'm glad you Good. brought it up because I, I'm bleeding out of my documentary uh, run right now, but I'm still sneaking one in like every two or three. I'm still in it. I'm just yeah. fading into regular movies again. Um, but uh, I will bump that up. It's not a feel-good movie at all. It's it's heavy stuff, <laughs> but good stuff. That was a, that was a that was one that I would have never ever watched that uh, had it not been for the roulette, and that's one that I'm very glad that I did. The end. Cool. <laughs> uh, okay, number two for me is They're Waiting. Remember that oh, one? Great the witchy movie. Stuff? Oh, oh man, yeah. I can't believe that's not number one. That was awesome. Oh <laughs> uh, well. I got one that I liked more, and you're not going to like it, but I don't give a shit. It's mine. I get to pick whatever I want. <laughs> um, but Their Waiting was an excellent uh, comedy horror found footage type thing. And uh, <laughs> ah, what to say? Man, I, I didn't expect it to be that good, especially for being such a, the, a niche genre that I tend to be harsher on than you. But... That one, I was like, oh, this is a home run. You need to watch. I think that was, wasn't that one, one uh, the same week as uh, the standoff? Yes, I think it I think it was. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever I had standoff, whenever you had the standoff, I had something awesome, too, and we traded. Yeah. And it was like, just watch them both. I think that was it, and I was, I was blown away. That was a great movie. Yep. That was awesome. Okay, and time for number one. Do you have any idea what number one would be? You know, I didn't look over your list, so I, okay. the, you really threw me at the Angola prison. I should have looked over your list. We should have looked over each other's lists and guessed what top three would have been, but yeah, yeah, we're not organized on the show. We've got uh, uh, mastoiditis over here, so leave yeah, us alone. And I've, yeah, I'm, I'm soaking in Kilbegan over here, so yeah, it's... Blind um, leading the blind. <laughs> exactly, yes. Number one for me is a total surprise out of left field, and that is... Extraordinary Tales, the uh, animated really? Edgar Allan Poe short stories brought to life. I love number one. Wow, yeah. I don't. Remember. I mean, I remember you liking it, but not raving about it. I'm gonna bump that up. Oh, it's so cool. Now, again, these are Netflix roulettes, so it's not like 
these are the greatest things ever. But I, for the very short runtime, there was, I think, one short that I'm like, eh, you could have swapped that out with something else and made it even better. But the ones that work are just great. I loved it. And I like the fact that each, each short story has its own unique animated style. So it's not, it's basically, it's like every 10 minutes you have a completely different animated style, kind of like Dante's Inferno, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like that. And I just, it really, really worked. It was creepy and it was cool hearing uh, Bella Lugosi narrate one and Christopher Lee. And it, it's awesome. Really liked that one. Well, I'm going to bump it up. Okay. And number one for me is, do you have any idea what it is? Man, now that you said that, I was like kind of mad on it. Oh man, what would that be? Um, I I'm something with Nicolas Cage. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Netflix original movie Ark. Oh, oh that one. Yeah. Oh, you can owe that one all you want. This movie was fucking great, man. It was fucking great. I loved it. I thought about it for two weeks after, and I can't wait to watch it again. Um, this is the sort of loopy time travel one, Groundhog Day type of loopy, which can mm-hmm. get annoying, but I thought that they took it in such a way that they never took the same path the exact same way. Not in a Groundhog Day sort of way, but like in a way that made logical sense. Uh, you know, where in Groundhog Day he repeats the exact same day trying to, I don't know, solve this shit. Whereas in this way, they did something extremely different every single time. And every single time you learned something, every trip you learned something about a different character in the film, which was Mm -hmm. important for the next trip. And then when you just started to realize, you know, this is all being shot in one house and I'm a little claustrophobic, they leave the house and they're like, okay, now see what's going on here. Gigantic scientific relative things of time travel. I don't want to say what, but yeah, uh, it was amazing and genius. And I loved it. I loved it. That I can't wait to watch that movie again. Arc was my, awesome. my Amish brain just could not quite grasp. <laughs> well, you are from Holmes County, the exactly, second yes. stupidest County in all of the uh, United States. So <laughs> I guess you should read more books. Cause I got it. Yes. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> No, that, that, that just that just goes to you're more horror centric. I'm more yeah. sci fi centric. Therefore, I explore more of these concepts than than you do, and so that yeah. doesn't that doesn't mean anything. I mean, yeah. hell, I could imagine you tuning out halfway through. Just and if with that movie, if you miss one thing, you're done. You miss. Yep, yeah, I agree. So yeah. Anyway, don't worry about that. It's not an intelligence test. It's a stupid movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Anything else to add for year end roulette wrap up 2016? I, you know, I, one question, do you remember what was your favorite roulette from last year? Cause I think that I, re- I remember my favorite from the previous year. Ah, oh, boy. I, you know, I, hold on. Let me see if I can real quickly look in this book. No, this, I, I have to look in my last, um, cause I'm pretty sure that mine was white, uh, white God. Remember that one about the the, the dogs? The, yeah. Yes, I think that that was my favorite one from the previous year. Hang on a sec. Hang on. See, that's the nice thing. I have detailed files. I have. That is to say, I have a notebooks. Let me see here. I am very. I don't know why I'm just because. Okay, end of your roulette. 
for last year. My number, your number one was White God. Mm-hmm. My number one was Predestination. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you want your top fives real quick? Uh, last Actually, why don't you? Yeah, yeah okay. we have them. Eugene, uh, White God, Housebound, Creep, Honeymoon, and Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, mine was Predestination, Gunwoman, Banshee Chapter. Have you watched that yet? Uh, wait, yes, I think. Um, I don't think you have. The Divine... <laughs> Only been nagging you about that for months. The Divine Move and Marion Max. Banshee Chapter was that one with the kind of found footagey, but it was like what the hell was the name of that other movie where the guy was set up the machine and it would vibrate at a certain frequency and then you oh, could see reanim- or, uh, no, it's from beyond from beyond. It's the one where they've it's connected to from beyond. I'll get on that. Yeah, no, you won't. <laughs> You're not a real fan of From Beyond. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add for your end roulette? I, no, that's... I think we did about as well as, as 2015. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you sift through a bunch of shit to get to some mediocrity, to get to a few awesome movies. That more people need to see. Ark was a, yeah. was, was worth seeing in theater, I thought. And they're waiting. Did that come to the theater? I don't think so. <laughs> What the hell? I know, I, yeah, I know. And even like that standoff movie—that was a—that was a really, really good movie. So they're they're out there, and and with Netflix producing more original stuff, I I wonder if we're gonna get more like, oh wow, that was a really, really good movie because it seems like they have money that they were throwing at the screen. That big science fiction movie that we reviewed, um, Spectral. I didn't like it. You, you yeah, I didn't expect- like it as much as you did. Wait a minute. Oh, I I didn't have that as a roulette because you watched yeah. it, you ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was holding was off watching in. it because I was hoping you'd throw it to me. But yeah, I, there was another one. I I would put that right there with Ark and Rebirth. That was awesome. Yeah. So that's who knows what's going to happen. We'll we'll see. But I'm sure that we're just stay tuned. There's going to be some really awful wastes of time heading your way. Yep. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> that, that's right. Oh, that's, just trying to help you get that Netflix queue together. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of our whole show is how to correctly prioritize your Netflix lists. <laughs> okay. Uh, and with that, let's move into Recently Watched, which we have a good amount of time left. We hustled through that pretty good because that's the way I like it when it's with lists because we're just yeah. naming movies. Uh Okay. You go ahead and kick off Recently Watched. Okay. I want to get uh, three out of the way, but they will not take long because they're all uh, very related to each other. Okay. And that would be the Porky's Trilogy. <laughs> you see? Uh, I've been oh, I've been waiting until to rewatch the original Porky's, which I really, really like, until two and three are re- released on Blu-ray. Well, they were on a double... Uh, like two on one disc, cheap Blu-ray. So I'm like, yes, because I need Porky's two and three on Blu-ray, you see. So I'm like, now I have the trifecta. Let's go through these movies. So watch Bob Clark's original Porky's. And as expected, I I love the movie. I think it is uh, lightning in a bottle. It's timeless because of the period that it's set in. The jokes work. It's got just enough raunchy humor in it, yet it's got some heart uh, to it. And it's honestly, it's almost like a little bit of it reminds me of 
Bob Clark's own Christmas story movie where it's like there's not a whole lot of plot, but you just kind of go with it and it works. And that's kind of how Porky's is. There's a have you you've seen the original Porky's? I have seen Porky's. It's one of those that like uh, every ten or so years, I'm like I should maybe watch that again. And then I watch it and then it's over, and I'm like I don't even remember how this started. Yeah, like, it's it's huh? just sexual hijinks, and then there's a bad guy and uh, it's, Some, somebody it, fat, and he falls off a bridge into the yes. swamp or something. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I remember that. And it, it works for what it is, and I I laugh through the whole thing. So I'm like, oh right, Porky's two the next day. Uh, which was almost awful. Literally, um, nobody has ever said, "Oh, it's... all right, Porky's too." <laughs> the next day, <laughs> it was uh, it was basically one, but not funny. I, it, I, having said that, uh, now that it's <laughs> as old as it is, it um, instead of the Porky's character, now there is this uh, ultra ultra conservative preacher guy that's trying to shut down the school play because they're doing a Shakespeare play that is full of sex and whatever in it, which it's, it's not. So you finally got a character you can relate to on a personal y- level. It, very much so. Yeah. I'm like, I, I can relate to this now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's funny how the, like when you hear them spouting off their religious rhetoric garbage and uh, I'm like, oh boy, this is actually a little bit more relevant than I remember it being. <laughs> Sounds like home. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's still not a good movie, but anyway, that was amusing, I guess. And then part three, um, now we have all of the characters graduating high school in their 30s because they are obviously very much in their 30s and kind of out of shape and kind of bored with everything, and it's not good. Porky is back, and they destroy his riverboat gambling thing. It was... Um, totally worth yeah. being on Blu-ray. Yes, yes. I'm very proud to say, uh, yeah, I've got it on Blu-ray. Uh, the Pee-wee character gets a boner a couple times, and we get to see uh-huh. a boner, kind of, uh-huh. and it's something. And, I remember that, uh, kind of. Yeah. And, and then watching, especially Porky's Revenge, for some reason, I'm like, wow, like, the, the American Pie movie, the first one, like, they got a lot of stuff from this movie, which is odd to me and makes me not really like American Pie, and I kind of remember liking it, but now it's like, meh. I never watched American Pie because I saw the trailer and I was like, that encompasses everything that I hate about comedies these days, so, um... Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I didn't... I never watched it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, anyway, <laughs> no, that's, that's the end of the Porky's... Okay. Uh, the, the Porky's trilogy. <laughs> but is it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm going to do two here. I'll just do a real quick double header because you've already talked about these movies. Uh, but I did finally get around to watching them, so I want to touch on them and give you my thoughts. And first up is Survivor, a Pierce Brosnan joint. Mm. This was a damn good movie. Quite yes, a, it was. A very intriguing action movie, a spy thrillery kind of assassiny thing. And, uh, you know, they didn't take any super cliche routes along the way. I thought everything was kind of fresh and a different kind of idea on on, uh, what tends to be a very tired and over-flooded genre. But I thought this was a step up from most of the mediocrity. That's about it. That's Mila Jovovich, right? Yes, correct. Was that a roulette? Yes. From last year? Yep. Ah, shit. That should have probably been on my top ten. Okay. I think so, and it would have made my top ten. That was a good movie. I was was quite surprised. Uh, and next, lo and behold, reveries of a, I didn't Ooh. write down the rest of the name, uh, documentary from 
Werner, nope, not doing it again. Uh, <clears throat> Werner Herzog. <laughs> I'm fifty. I'm fifty-fifty on that. I'm. I'm. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I've got one good impression. I'm <laughs> and one bad one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, damn good doc. If you liked this one, then you should definitely be checking out more of Werner's documentaries. The way he breaks things down with Chapter Two. Strange yes. title, whatever. He does that a lot with uh, Into the Inferno and his other his other movies. So definitely, if you like that, go for his other docs, man. You will you will like them. Uh, but this was a very interesting one. I I just I echo everything that you said. Interesting with the internet and our interconnectivity and yada yada yada. Yet another great Warner Herzog doc, in my opinion. And now now that you've seen it, um, the one scene that it, for some reason it just haunted me. I watched it at the theater that I work at. Um, cause we played it there and there's one scene where there's this family and they're sitting in, I believe their kitchen and they're talking about how their, the daughter was killed in a car accident and it was someone captured it on, on their phone or whatever and uploaded it Yeah, uh, like upload. And, and for some reason that whole scene was so unnerving to me and just depressing and creepy, uh, especially the way Warner filmed it. And they were all like staring kind of off camera when they were talking I don't know why, but that was a very, very effective scene to me. And I still remember it. Like, that's why probably the most remembered scene in that whole documentary for me was the anguish that that family is going through and how it was shot was very well done. What Werner's biggest talent, in my opinion, when it comes to documentaries is his ability to uh, film with a mirror. That What I mean by that is the way that he films things, it's so that it's it's reflective of ourselves. And so in that, you saw anguish and everything. And in that scene, yeah. I saw how messed up that family was. Yeah. For a different reason. Uh, they, they have a right to be pissed off about um, the EMT taking pictures of their daughter and then it somehow getting out and seeing yeah. that you know she was in an accident and then it's on the internet. And then people commenting on it and saying they're horrible parents and everything. They have a right to be upset about that and feel you know bad about that. On the other hand, did you notice where she said, that's why we don't have any internet in our house, and that's why we will never have internet in our house, and mm. praise Jesus, and we, we, we follow a different path, and yada yada. It was like, alright, relax a little bit. The internet's a shitty place, there's no doubt it's been taken over by trolls, and I get that, and I understand if you were like, I don't want to have the internet because of because of this traumatic experience, I get that. But to discount this gigantic tool because of every, because of a couple of assholes, it's like yeah. c- the troll population of the world is one percent of the people out there. That's the they might be a loud screaming voice, but you have to recognize they aren't everything, and they aren't the majority. Yeah. Like relax a little bit, um, yeah. And I, not not without discounting your pain, and that you know it goes to the way he filmed that too. Camera a little off to the left. Him off mm-hmm. to the right doing the interview. They're all staring stone-faced, dealing with the, their sister-daughter trauma. Yeah. I mean, it's it's built to be traumatic. And it worked. I was like, woof, that was that was a heavy scene. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a good... I'm glad you watched it. I was a, that was a very good movie. I am fully on board the Herzog train of, of documentaries. He, it's great. Yeah. They're great. Agreed. Back to okay. you. Okay. Um, well... I should have saved this one for a roulette, but I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm actually going to watch this on my own. I watched The Wailing. All two hours and 36 minutes of it. 
Oh, it was on the roulette. Yeah, I know. I, I finally decided to, you know what, I'm going to just uh, jump on this one here. And I'm happy to say that um, while it doesn't reach the heights of a lot of horror websites of best of the year, this was definitely worth a watch. It definitely wow. definitely was. It, it is way too long. However, <laughs> I, I mean, hold on, I'm, let me contain my shock. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> but but what what they do uh, right in the movie, they do very very right, and uh, the acting is great. The cinematography, the filmmaking, everything about it is very, very well done. I think that you would like this movie. It's you have to pay attention, or you're going to be lost. Like there's by the end, I'm like, okay, wait, what in the hell? What happened at the hour mark again? That that kind of ties in now. Um, and real quickly, it it deals with a small village in uh, I believe South Korea. And there's this uh, rash of murders. There may or may not be a witch involved that is putting these hexes, uh, hex on this town. And uh, they get the, this, these shamans to come in and... Is that shaman? Shaman? Whatever. Yeah, to, to cleanse the town. Even worse things happen and more people get these boils and infections on them. And then it, it's a lot going on in this movie. It's, it's not clear cut. It's a good movie. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. I will never watch it again. It's way too long. But uh, for one of those random pops up on Netflix, uh, that was that was a good movie. Uh, random question, because it has contained some of the things you complained about in Train to Busan. How did it hold up next to that? I Which one the, of those? This uh, better? I like this better than Train to Busan. Yeah. This didn't quite have that... Um, uh, the things that annoyed the hell out of me in treatment train train to Basan was the end with the screaming the screaming kid and the over abundance of emotional we're emotional right cry no I'm not whatever yeah uh, this one here uh, it didn't have that. Uh, it's hard to I, like. There's. I get you. Hey, I'm plenty shocked enough that you liked a two and a half hour Asian ghosty horror movie. I mean, that's shocking. Yeah, it's not so. really scary, uh, but very mystical. Um, which so honestly, like, I have a feeling that if you would be from from South Korea, whatever, you would probably even get it a little bit more. But we're Americans, and some of this stuff kind of almost went over my head. Like, it seemed like it could have been more. If you're from there, you're going to get this a lot. Uh, this is how things are in certain places, whatever. And this is where what these shaman people do. And yeah, but it was it was a very very different, unique movie. Um, again, that was beautifully shot, very well made. It had a, seemed to have a pretty nice sized budget. Um, so yeah, it was one and done. Wow. But I'm glad I watched it. I'll keep it in the queue. That sounds pretty good to me. I'll check it out sometime. Not. Uh, right at the moment, but sometime. So, there you go. Okay, do another one. Okay. Um, uh, I'm saving one. I, I, well, we're, th- we're doing double headers okay, now. Okay, yeah, there's a, there's a good so one that I'm that I'm just, I'm saving this one. Oh, let's get this one off the list. I, go for it. Let's, uh, let's go back to um, David Cronenberg, shall we? Oh. I, I've watched most of his movies except this one. And I'm um, like, ah, I found it on Blu-ray for a really reasonable price from Scream Factory, none, no less. So I'm like, oh, yes. Um, 
all excited to watch it. Like, this is going to be a good movie. And, uh, wow, was I, I might be the only person on is Earth. Is the one that, you, you talked about on your show? Mm, I don't believe so, no. Dead Ringers? That's the one. Oh, did I talk about that? Shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. I, oh, I could probably. tell you your thoughts on it. Oh, man. Did I really? Okay. Um, meh. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Irons is really good, and that's about it for me. It's okay, cool, creepy-looking gynecology instruments. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you talked about that on your show. I'll double-check that, but uh, why don't you dive to something else real quick, and then I'll I'll, I'll verify. Okay. Um, that's all right. Don't, don't worry about it. You know, I'm looking at my list of, of recently watched. I'm going to actually review the one that's right above it, because uh, I actually liked that one better, and that is really sad. And that that is a movie called The Challenge. Um, have you ever heard of this movie? I don't know. Starring Scott Glenn, directed by John Frankenheimer. Uh, well, I love both of them, so... It's, it's such a, a product of its time. A down-and-out American boxer becomes involved in a feud between two Japanese brothers fighting for a sword. And it's as cool as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, that was a solid early '80s action uh, ninja e type movie where Scott Glenn goes over there to deliver a sword, but the the feuding clan wants the sword, and one thing leads to another, and he becomes a member of the ninja, whatever, and its heads are split and chopped off, and yeah, it's. It, it's cool, especially for with with uh, that particular director. Um, it's not just a forgettable ninja movie. It's, it seems like some of the action scenes, especially, were filmed a bit better. I, uh, does that make sense? I mean, yeah, not. yeah, yeah. I got you. Because uh, he's a pretty big time director, or at least was. He can be. I mean, he. You know, then there's other times where he goes from uh, uh, Ronan to. Um, reindeer games. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's cool. I, I, you'd probably dig this movie. It's... Um, you know. Did you already th- say the year? Uh, 1982. Yeah, that's prime Frankenheimer. Yeah. And just the cover, like the poster, and even like my Blu-ray of it. Uh, my wife got this for me for Christmas because I had it on my Christmas list. Uh, but And I, I put it on my Christmas list strictly because of the cover of a buff... Uh, Scott Glenn holding a samurai sword and ninjas, and I'm like, oh, 1982, the challenge. I'm like, yes, I'm going to like that movie, and I, I liked that movie. Yeah, that's a, so will I. That's yeah, inevitable. it's 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 an easy recommendation. It's it, it, along the lines of the Chuck Norrisy stuff and the uh, the Bronson stuff, right in line with that stuff. So yeah, I I'm trying to bring up your. Here. Why do I know all of your thoughts on Dead Ringers, but I can't see if it's on one of your last episodes? Have you have you watched Dead Ringers? No. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Jumping back to that, it's two uh, twin brothers that are gynecologists, and they pretend to be each other to sleep with women. And uh, man, I did not get into that two-hour-long snooze fest. And. That, that, I, I'm probably treading on sacred ground because I know that that is a pretty beloved Cronenberg movie. It's, I don't think it's that beloved. But I, I did not get into it. The acting was very good from Jeremy Irons. I I liked that. And like I said, there were certain Cronenberg-y things about it, but that was a... 
I'll give me the brood and scanners any day over this. Even his earlier stuff, uh, shivers, I would take over this thing. Okay, well, I still might check it out sometime just in case it's a, uh, oh, was that Russian one he did? I really like that movie. If oh yes, in that, more in that vein. I don't know. It's still worth checking out. Yeah, this is this is closer to naked. Well, no, naked lunch was bizarro. This is more grounded in some sort of reality, but it just did not work for me. So. Okay. <sighs> okay. Do you want the Sense Eight Christmas Special or Crimson Peak? Uh, please, Crimson Peak. <laughs> I'm, sure prepa- I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> yep. I'm. Let's just get this done. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, here is a ghost movie. Go dealing with ghosts and ghosty shit and... Okay, look. I give this movie a thumbs up. Okay? But before we get into the negatives, I give this movie a thumbs up. I give it a passing grade. I liked it. I'm keeping it for now. I blind bought it, but I'm I'm keeping it for now. I was really considering throwing it on the trade-in stack, but I'm... It's Del Toro. I should at least give it... Another watch. Gorgeously shot. The sets are gorgeous as well. Uh, the outfits are horrible. Horribly distracting and terrible. Um, even if they're accurate to the time, I don't give a shit. They're awful. We're dealing with a place where they're digging up some kind of red muck, and it turns the snow all red. And we can we can go along with that, but we got to give them puffy shoulder pads that you could hide. Frickin', you could hide... <laughs> Like AK-47s in their shoulder pads, but in, but she can't figure out what to do with a couple of sleeves of envelopes to hide. Like, <laughs> um, oh. I figured out the pretty much the entirety of this movie in the first 20 minutes. I was like, oh, okay. Are, do you want to go spoiler on it? Since yeah, we both watched it. it, we'll go full spoiler on Crimson Peak. Yeah. Spoiler, spoiler, you've been warned. Warned, Crimson Peak spoiler. Uh, so her mother, sh- dead mother, shows up right after the funeral and beware Crimson Peak, okay? I'm like, okay, so she's going to go to Crimson Peak and she's either going to be a sacrifice or it's a bad thing, don't go to, you know, to get rid of another ghost or, you know, don't go to Crimson Peak, it's bad. <sighs> so then this guy shows up and he's all with his sister who acts all really frickin' weird around him and I'm like... That's weird. And he's very intrigued by her, and the sister goes, are you sure she's the one? She's the one? Yes, she's the one. Okay. And so I immediately thought, okay, he's already married to her, which was not entirely accurate, but it was accurate enough for what was going on with them. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Just, the the shit was so telegraphed. Like, do you think this is going on? Gee, I wonder. I like to look at my picture of my mother hanging on the wall and imagine that she sees everything we're doing. <laughs> Wink. Like, okay, you killed your mom. 40 minutes later, I killed my mom. No <laughs> shit. We got that. Like, ah, oh. You know, and, and I, I don't even want to... Oh, now I do want to shit on it. The, tele- <laughs> the telegraphing is annoying. Like, come on, man. Like, you can't... It's just spoon-feeding. And, uh... Yeah, but I sometimes that... I need that baby food. Sometimes shove that that that, that slimy, cold pea stuff in my mouth, because it tastes good. It's right? so frustrating, <laughs> because the wrapping paper is so beautiful. But it the, is. The, the, the damn contents are like, meh... <laughs> On the other hand, it's Del Toro. I gotta give it a reevaluation. 
Excuse me. I gotta give it another chance. I'm I'm not saying I, I I gave it a thumbs up. Yeah. I just, you know how sick and tired I am of the ghosty shit, and it's like, it's like one of three outcomes with this ghost shit. It's like either you you move into a place that's haunted, somebody you fucked over in your past is now a ghost and they're fucking with you, or you're the sacrifice for the ghost. It's one of those three things, and. Different variations on one of those three things take place in every single one. It's like, do something new. Do something different. Uh, Figure out another way to utilize this concept. But they just, it's, here we go again. Yep. I don't understand why your sister keeps asking if we've slept together yet. I don't understand why your sister slammed breakfast down on the table when she found out we spent the night somewhere else and we did it. I can't understand. Like, <laughs> oh, you're a great detective for the movie and for the pieces that you've been given, but for us, the audience, it's like, you look dumb as hell. Like, obviously, you should not be in this situation. You're an idiot. But, yeah, whatever. I will say this, though. Gory is all shit. Yeah, there was some great gore in it. I, for some reason, it just worked for me. I thought it was beautiful. It was a... And it, honestly, hey. you're right. It was a very... Standard issue storyline, but it was fine for me for what it was. I'm like, I'm going with it. I like this. I like the actors in it. No one was annoying. You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And, you know, for as standard issue as some of these ghost stories get, it wasn't entirely standard issue. There was some really interesting ideas with the, um, whatever red muck they were digging up Mm -hmm. and the machine and stuff. And I, I get all that. It just, it didn't need the extra brother sister angle. That didn't add anything to it. It just made it like, ah, oh, it's weird. Or, you know, it's just, you could have done so much more with with the outlying elements than you did, in my opinion. Yeah. It just felt kind of mailed in a little bit. And it, I gave this movie a thumbs up. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but, ugh. Yeah. And you know, that movie is, I think, very divisive, it's, or at least it seems to be. Like, some people, like, ugh, that was not good, or, like, even the like, a re- review that you're giving it, and then I thought it was great. I loved it. But I like Honest, it. Honestly, it, 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 it reminded me of The Babadook. Oof. It, oh, it, man, I like this way better than that thing. Well, I did, too. But <laughs> you and I are alone once again on an island of people who don't like girls walking home alone at night and Babadooks. Yeah. <laughs> and the Babadook one, man, I did not like that movie at all. No, me neither. And I got it. It's a metaphor for loss and... <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I understand. But it's it's just filled with so much illogical and... illogical action and and just stupid stuff where I'm like fuck would you do that or or okay let's let's deal with um the sons of anarchy guy Mm -hmm. so he finally decides i'm gonna just uh the shining black guy up the trail for four hours (laughs) yes to save the people there was a lot of shining in this movie Uh, 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 you know because i i found out some information whatever because obviously they've murdered people i've learned this they've murdered people and they're married to other people, and they murder them, they poison them. I've got this on record. I've, I've figured this out. Chucks it up there, tries to fake them out a little bit for a couple of scenes. When it all goes belly up, is like, still kind of, I'm going to take her out of here. And they're like, oh, let me walk you to the door. And he's like, all right. 
<laughs> By the way, shiv in your armpit. It's yes. like, what the fuck is wrong with Bleed you? out slowly, please. Like, you already know they murdered. You already know this. Why wouldn't you be like, stay away from me. Stay I have back. a huge like, axe. I'm running out of here. Like, just run. Just go. But I get it. You can't. The girl's a little damaged. What? Just like, uh, punch the bitch. Punch her in her face. You know? Yeah. She's, uh, come on. Yeah, she gets it, though. Not that everybody's got to be freaking Rambo, but at the same time, he just, way too long of him talking like, no, no, we can talk this out. I know you've murdered people, but I'm just going to walk off into the snow and tell everybody that you murdered people. Okay? See ya, bye. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not going to have any of it. And he just looks at her like, I can't believe you just stabbed me in the armpit. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, well I'm, glad you, I'm glad you gave it a watch. shot. Thumbs yeah. up. <laughs> Ish. Uh, okay, so next up for me, um, selfless. Let's get uh, selfless taken care oh, of here, right. real quick. Yes, Let's do a double header too. Okay, too. selfless. Uh, another one of those movies. You told me about this movie. You reviewed it on our Facebook page, and you let me borrow the Blu-ray. Watched it with my wife, and I thought it was. a Really solid action science fiction movie. Uh, science fiction a little bit, but more of an action movie. Uh, this is Tarsum Singh. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, who uh, the every scene he was in, I'm like, I, you're not Deadpool. You're not Deadpool in this movie, so don't think you're Deadpool because you're Deadpool, but you're not in this, okay? No, he's being Ryan Reynolds. That's being, Ryan yes. Yeah. Uh, but this was a good movie. I, I thoroughly liked this movie. I can't believe that it bombed as hard as it did. It it had some good action in it. I liked the story. It wraps itself up really nice. It's not It's not going to be a groundbreaking, unforgettable movie, but that was a good movie. I agree. Yeah. That was... What did I give it? A C plus? And the only reason I, I didn't go B minus was because it's not Die Hard. Like, no. It's, um, it's not reinventing the action genre, but thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. I, for a movie that was almost two hours long, I was never bored. I'm yeah, like, neither yep. was I. There was a good car chase in it. A lot of actually, there was a lot of chases in it, and I was, I was on board. Again, it was by the end. I'm like, oh, okay. They, they could have done things maybe a little different here and there, but for what it was, yeah, thumbs up. I liked it. I, I loved the end of that car chase. I yes, loved the it. cars flipping in the air. That was awesome. Uh, what? No, just what he did. Like they were stuck together, and then oh yes. Oh, you want to play chicken? All right. Surprise. <laughs> yes. The only thing, seriously, if it had Tarzem's signature uh, fantastical elements that work its way into every one of his movies, just a little bit. It it didn't. And I wonder if that was studio interference or if that was just the way he made this. But yeah, it was more of a, it didn't feel like a a movie from him, to to be honest. I I agree. Other than like the flamethrower moment. That was awesome. That was like... Okay, there was a little bit of him in that, where it was like, let's do something a little different. And it was like, oh, that was that was no holds barred. Wow. Yeah. And, and the big <laughs> cat scan machine thing, that was, I, I dug that, and the, they put the net over the face. That was cool and kind of different. Uh, but I just, maybe he's toning down because he's had some bombs. His movies haven't yeah. generally done well. Yeah, I know, but I love his style. Now, he made the uh, the Greek Gods movie, did he not? Yeah, he yeah. did. I yeah. liked that movie. I thought that was good. Now, that one reeked of studio interference. It, yeah. Of cuts, anyway. What was that one called? Man, I forget what that was Immortals. Called. The Immortals. Yes. I liked that movie. That was good. With uh, Superman. Yeah, that's right. 
I just remember when the gods come down towards the end and they just whoop ass. Uh, that was that was mine. Okay, anyway. Okay, um, you know what? Before I get too belligerent here, let's get this review out of the way because this is my shining gem of the evening. I watched The Blair Witch finally. Oh, shit, you bastard. You didn't even tell me. <laughs> oh, you kind of are... Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's going on? I'm, af- I'm afraid. I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, no, dude. <laughs> I... Loved every second of this, and I don't care what anybody says. I know the movie bombed. I don't care. I was scared, and I <laughs> loved it. I'm like, hell yeah, this is creepy. Uh, the last 30 minutes were just like, oh, okay, now we're in some tunnel that we're stuck in underground, and I'm like, I feel like I'm right there with you. Get out of there before a huge Beastie and creature, then right back in. Yeah, right back into the house. Like, I, oh, you're still fucked. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that third act was so damn scary in the theater. It was so damn scary. Yeah, that was solid. Uh, they ramped everything up from what the original was. It was this, but ramped up in almost more, not almost, very much more fantasy, fantasy-ish, I guess. Oh yeah. Like like oh okay, you know what? Night and day make no difference at this point because the witch can control anything. So mm-hmm. therefore, it's going to be night all the time if we if she or it wants it to be and spoilers, I guess I should have said spoilers. Ah, but, whatever. That's yeah. fine. Spoiler for this movie. Nobody yeah. saw it but you and me, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but uh, the uh the, the fact that they had a drone, I thought that was awesome. That's a great way to uh tie another camera into the to the proceedings and the fact that the the thing goes up and it's like oh it's just nothing but endless forest you're screwed you're screwed um this was theater room yes oh yes loud in the dark did you get the the sound when it was stepping over him um let's uh which he the tree fell on him oh yes oh yeah and the creature was stepping over him yes I was shitting my pants in the yes, theater. And I, then I, we got to the last act where, you know, don't look, don't look. Oh, and, that was great. It's like, Heather? <laughs> oh my God, that was that was yeah. just horrifying. One of my favorite scenes of the, and this is major, this is a kill scene here. This is a spoiler, but uh, one of the one of my favorite scenes is when the, uh, the one girl grabs one of the stick, the stick figure things off the tree oh. and snaps it in half and immediately... A girl to her left, their body snaps in half. I'm like, oh, so the witch can now can also control the well, woods. Well, that, that stick figure thing had her hair in it. Yes, that's right. Yes. Oh, that so when she brilliant. snapped it, it was a, a totem of that other girl. <laughs> yes. Da- yes. When that happened, I, she went like this, like grabbed it in half. And I was like, don't, oh God, don't do it. And it freaking happened. <laughs> yep. and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yes. Oh, this is, this is all me here. It's yeah. I, Good. this is my type of movie. I wish I would have oh, seen it in the theater, but happy to own this movie. This is heck. Yeah. I liked also the, um, and this, I'm not sure if it was borrowed from this movie, but found footage has been done to death at this point. There, I did think that the whole, we've been here for days, that felt a little bit like maybe taken from uh, uh, Encounters. What was that? The Insane Asylum place? Um, oh, oh was, uh, yeah. 
yeah, oh, what the hell was the name of it? I still think that's one of my top three yeah. for found footage. Scary ass. What was that called? Ghost Encounters? or st- I forget what it's... Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters, yeah. But it was like days just... It was yeah, night all the time. Of, but, it, but it was more effective in, in that uh, they came bumbling out of the woods and their shit was yes. all torn up. And they were like, what? And they're like, how long have we been here? Because for them it was one night. And for the other guys it was a week. Yeah. Yep. And I I didn't quite get the whole, they were in the house, which was okay. I liked this. They were in the house, and this bright blue light shines in the house. I'm like, is that daylight shining through for just a second, or is that, I mean, literally, I was thinking, is the Blair Witch an actual alien, or is there aliens just oh, fucking, I don't know. fucking with it's them? A, it's impossible. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. It's either, well, it's either that, or I, I kind of read it more like the Blair Witch is just making... Uh, the day go fast, and that's it. And then it's nighttime again. I could see, yeah, because it was like literally, like, oh, light, oh, oh, wait, it's dark. <laughs> yeah. And the creatures. Did you pause it at all during the movie? Oh yes, I did. Oh uh, yeah, I watched it in the theater, and I couldn't do it. Oh, I was like, what was that? What was that? Oh man, long legged. Cr- oh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to watch it again. I, I, again, like you said, you and I are probably the only two people that. I saw it, I guess, or whatever. But I, at another solid movie from Adam Wingard, I thought it was great. I was shocked how much I liked that movie. And again, you're the only, you and I are the only ones that are fans of the Blair Witch Saga. Everybody yeah. likes the first one or doesn't, but uh, you and I are the only ones that are like part two, not bad, not now bad, yeah, part, part part three, and it's like that was amazing. Yeah, I, I loved it. Yep, everything about it worked. I like the people that you were not supposed to like. That I was fine with that. I was fine with everything and how it unfolded. I was never bored. It, I didn't really care for the thing where she stepped on a rock and got a cut on her foot, and then a thing was coming out of it. I mean, it was really creepy. But it was like, why? What, mm, huh? That yeah, didn't it, really make sense to me. It was almost like the witch had infiltrated the woods, and so like she, when she pulls that piece of wood centipede type thing out of her leg. I'm like, that's a part of the witch. It's, she has infiltrated the woods. Oh, that was creepy as hell. Oh, good movie. Great. (laughs) Yep. Okay. I got time for one more. So, uh, scratch all this other boring crap I've talked about before. Let's talk about the black hole. I finally finished this one up for the umpteenth millionth time. Um, and we've talked about this many times, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it before we wrap up here. I just wanted to note <laughs> a couple of things I noticed in this viewing. Three, to be exact. One, uh, the Event Horizon is an entire ripoff of this movie. 100%. Mm-hmm. An R-rated ripoff of this movie. <laughs> Complete ripoff. A ship goes out looking for a ship that was lost, finds them. That ship went through a black hole to hell and came back kind of... It's the same damn movie. Just, <laughs> just not Disney. Yeah. One was made in 1980 and one was made in the mid-late 90s and with yeah. a horror theme. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, there is also a horror theme to the black hole at the very end mm-hmm. because uh, he climbs inside that Maximilian robot and there's no way his body would fit inside that robot. So obviously he gutted that robot, cut his own legs off, and maybe arms, just so that he could be encased in it. For what reason, we don't know, because he's kind of in hell, and we see shadowy figures walking around him. Yeah. Wow. Dark. Yes. And lastly, never noticed this before, but 
it's amazing how they go outside for walks in the outer space. Do you ever notice that before? Where they go outside the ship with no suits or anything? They're just sort of like, oh, let's dash out here. And then we kind of dash back in. But it was all right because we weren't out there long. Is this on Maximilian's ship? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they go outside multiple times. I mean, all the way outside. (laughs) And it's hilarious. And then they go down the black hole. And uh, is it uh, Maximilian Reinhardt is his name? Yes. And he names his robot Maximilian? Yes. That's why Maximilian Schell is the... uh, Actor. Is the actor, yeah. But Reinhardt is the Reinhardt, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's down in the black hole. Like, his bridge of his ship got blown off, and he's down in the black hole just, like, floating. Uh, Yeah, oh, let me hang on to my robot. Now I'm okay. It's like, you're in outer space. (laughs) You should be, be, yeah. You'd be dead in ten seconds. Yeah, your lungs would be frozen solid. You'd, You'd be pulled inside out. Mm-hmm. But they also do it on the ship, where they go outside of the ship and crawl along a ways and then come back in. They also do it where they're riding on that stupid raft thing, and the ship is the asteroids are hitting. Yes, the ship, I remember that. And yep. then they go upside down and they kind of ramp across the thing. You're in outer space. You get sucked out of the ship. No, nope. <laughs> it's like eh. Yeah. Or even the fireball coming through the the, the yeah. meteor. Yeah. like you'd, you'd all be sucked or... out of the ship. Nope, they're fine. Yeah. Yep, it's. <laughs> Hilarious. It, oh, was yeah. the, it was the outer space of my childhood, where you could go outside and be okay as long as you held your breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I adore it. I did too. I, I still watching it again. I love it. The weakest yeah. part is a little bit of the the robot shootout is the weakest part. You could cut that. No yeah. need that. Don't care. Bing, Nobody cares. Bing, and then he bing, does bing. a he Try this. And... I do a little spinny thing. Uh, all right, Bob the robot, calm yeah. down. And it's kind of like a Pong video game style graphics on that too. Like, bing, bing. and then the humanoid robot goes the spinny spinny with my guns, and I put him in my knot holster. Woo! Yeah. And it's like, yeah. great. Yeah, you runner, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> human you are not yes you're just stupid yeah uh, uh that's it for me i've got a couple other things but we'll save them for next time we got uh what angry birds movie the elf movie and sense eight the christmas special i want to talk about all those things at some point very briefly on a couple of them um but uh yeah that's what i've been recently watching anything else you want to do on this episode i don't think so you. we're past I'll, the I'll, pumpkin line so yeah, i know we're yeah we're we're into full-fledged pumpkin pumpkin patch here um i'll, I'll tease some other stuff coming up for me um Go i've got it. one more episode of fargo season two that i'm going to be watching probably tomorrow which i'll have when this episode airs i'll have watched it i'm looking forward to reviewing that a uh, whole season on the show next episode. Definitely looking forward to, re- to uh, reviewing that one. Um, actually, I've been on a TV kick for some reason. Roots, I'm going to be re- uh, reviewing that one on the next episode. The original? No, the, uh, I don't want to say the remake, but I guess the remake, yeah, from yeah. the his- History Channel. Uh, another one that my wife got me for Christmas, so I've got one more episode of that to watch. And then I got uh, True Detective Season 2. Did you watch Season 2 yet? Uh, I got it. I watched a disc of it, and then we, we we kept falling asleep, and it was like, yeah, okay. we're not really in the mood for this, and it wasn't bad. It was just sort of like, meh. Okay, I picked it up on the cheap, so I'm like, because I love, I adore season one, so 
Uh, I'm going to start getting into that as well, but uh, much more TV than I normally am used to with Game of Thrones and Exorcist. Um, well, maybe we can break you, and you can just calm down and, and take in yes. TV at a normal, sane sort of yes. level. Not not uh, ten hours in one day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you come back with a good review on on season two of uh, that True Detective, I would dive on it again. We just were like, we finished up the first one. We're like, oh, the second one's at the library. Let's go for it. And it was like, this ain't the same. Yeah. Um, the performances were solid. It just eh, didn't drag us in like the first one. Yeah. And you know that's depressing, sad ass shit. You can only watch so much in a week. Yeah, and in fact, in fact, speaking of which, so you watched the first disc. Is it pretty heavy stuff like the first season? Not quite as bleak. I don't remember it being okay. Because after Roots, because I've got one more episode of that, and I'm like, (laughs) I am ready to gouge my eyes out. You're ready for some light fare, like True Detective. (laughs) Yeah, like bring on the lighthearted. Yeah, comedy uh, <laughs> fun of True Detective. Please. Right. It's not going to be that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have one episode left of Game of Thrones Season 6, and Season 11 of Always Sunny in Philadelphia just hit Netflix, so that will be next on the queue for sure. Uh, adore that show. Krampus, Jonah Hex, Wizard Mode is a documentary I'm watching right now about a guy who wants to be a professional pinball player. He's uh, autistic, collects a few pinball machines in his house. I'm about halfway through it. It's a pretty good doc. I'm really enjoying it. Very interesting. Uh, That's my tease. That's what I got coming up. And we didn't even talk about Rogue One. I guess next episode we will. (laughs) Yes. I really want to break that down at some point. I'd really like to watch it again before I break it down. But I did watch it this week. Or last week. But yeah. maybe because I'm going to watch it again in the theater. Maybe we should wait until we both have a second viewing of it and then do a. Uh... I'm down for it because I was like texting you my negatives because obviously 90% of it is all positive for me. So I'm like, here's the couple of things that bug me. And you're like, you didn't even like it. I was like, no, <laughs> no I loved it. It's still a, like a nine out of 10. But <laughs> yeah, there were a couple of things where I was like, that's an odd choice. But whatever. We're late. Yeah. Uh Anything else you want to add for this episode, sir? Uh, That's it. Watch Porky's or not. Probably not. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know where to get a hold of us. MovieFreaksPod at Yahoo.com and uh, MovieFreaksPod on Facebook and Twitter. And you can read our reviews there. That's going to do it for this episode. I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening.